I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, I am sharing some unsolicited advice for the idealist types, Enneagram types 1, 4, and 7, or any one of us who just sometimes struggles to let life be flawed. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I have discovered the brown sugar Chobani creamer, which I've probably shared before because I am a little bit obsessed with it right now. But what I've learned is that if you mix it with black tea and you ice it, it tastes like boba. You are welcome. My thorn is full transparency. Uh, My body is not feeling great today. Um, I have some kind of stomach pains happening Uh, I went to the doctor, I got some medicine, but, um, last night it was so intense that I just like couldn't sleep. I had to like use a heating pad. I'm taking a lot of medicine. It's just not the best thing. (laughs) My bud is that today is my self-care day. So I have therapy at 11 and then I have couples therapy at 430. So in between, I usually take myself to lunch take myself out for a coffee date, do some reflection. I really spend those hours just going on a date with myself and I am very much looking forward to that time today. Okay, so unsolicited advice for our idealist types. As a reminder, our idealist types are types one, four, and seven. Idealists hold a belief that things could be perfected, that the world could be perfect or ideal in some way. They have an idea of how the world should be and can find themselves frustrated when it doesn't line up with their vision. Essentially, the world doesn't live up to their expectations, whether that expectations of morality, depth, or freedom from suffering. So yes, this episode is for types one, four, and seven, but it's here for any type who is struggling with the frustrations of an inevitably flawed world. So my first piece of advice is everything sucks. I shared this in the introductory episode as well as on Instagram, but it remains the first piece of advice I would give to any idealist. Everything sucks. And this advice comes from a conversation I had with a friend several years ago. I was wrestling with a decision to close my photography business in pursuit of a job in coffee and how I thought being a barista would solve all of my problems. Spoiler alert, it didn't, and I went on to take a salary job because I thought that would solve all my problems, and it didn't, and I started another business thinking that would solve all my problems, and surprise, it didn't, and that friend was right. Every job sucks. Lots of friends tried to talk me out of this, but one friend said, every job sucks. So you're not going to find a job that doesn't have problems, so you need to figure out which problems you want. And this has stuck with me for years. When I question if something is too bad for me to handle, I ask myself, what kind of suck do I want? Being a barista is hard. Being a podcaster is hard. They're just hard in very different ways. And the difficulty of podcasting just suits me more right now. Or perhaps it is more worth it for the experience, the benefits of the job. You know, I can handle the bad parts because the good parts are so good. So that is number one. Number two is keep a good things list. I have a whole episode just on this. It's my version of a gratitude list. It's really just thinking of like 10 good things. I like thinking of it as just good things because it takes it down from this elevated, 
um, perfectionistic, idealistic concept and makes it more practical and tangible. So as idealists, we can really get caught up in how things should be. And so we lose sight of the good that is already here. So yes, everything sucks, but also everything is beautiful too. When you are committed to something or to someone, it can be beneficial to remind yourself of why you chose that person or that thing. When I'm losing sight of why I'm dedicated to my job, my lifestyle, or my family, I recenter and focus on the good things with the daily 10 good things list. So for that season every day, just kind of thinking of 10 good things about what you may need help appreciating at the moment. This can be incredibly useful for being present with the good that is happening instead of focusing on how it could be improved. Gaps in your diet should not be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition. A published clinical study is a big deal, y'all, and a serious commitment to the first of its kind standard in the industry. Rituals committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication, so no shady stuff. Personally, I ordered the kit where it had vitamins for me, vitamins for my husband, and a bag of protein, and we're obsessed. We love the way that they are minty flavored, and the vanilla protein tastes so good, and it's just nice to have it set up to where both my vitamins and my husband's vitamins are coming at the same time from the same source, and we're going to run out at the same time, and it kind of makes it like a fun thing we can do together. Plus, the box and the pill themselves are so beautiful that it really entices you to stay committed to your vitamin experience. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com egram and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com egram. Thank you so much, Ritual, for supporting the podcast and for making amazing vitamins. Advice number three is develop a presence practice. So kind of similarly, when we're feeling dissatisfied with life, it's often because we're either romanticizing the future or the past, imagining what could be if only X, Y, or Z happened, or giving a lot of credit to something that happened already, kind of forgetting the negative aspects and really only remembering the good. The solution to this is being in the present moment, staying with what is here and now. For me, I like to do five good things that I can see, four good things that I can hear, three good things that I can feel, two good things I can smell, and one good thing I can taste. This is what I do when I'm getting kind of carried away in frustration or 
feeling unsatisfied in that moment, it really helps to center me in the present and remind me of where I am and that right here and right now, there is a lot of good to be found. It's not perfect, but it's good. Number four, respect your dissatisfaction without letting it control you. So our dissatisfaction can definitely take away from our ability to appreciate the realities of life, right? But it can also serve as information for what matters to us. So the work is in allowing it to serve its true purpose versus letting it control the way we feel about our life. So I'm disappointed in the way that my birthday went down. If you were on Instagram around my birthday, we had a long discussion about the birthday sads. So let's say, as I typically am, I'm disappointed on my birthday because birthdays are, I think, just very disappointing, particularly for idealists. So I'm disappointed with how my birthday went. That's information into what birthdays represent for me, what's the meaning behind them, and what makes me feel loved. So then we can take that information into inform how I communicate for future celebrations, what I ask for, and how I choose to celebrate my birthday. But what I struggled with this year was was the element of not letting that drive me. So ideally that would be information and then I could use one of the other tools like the 10 good things list, a presence practice, or even just owning that all birthdays suck and all birthdays are good and letting that be okay. But I think it's the struggle to accept the flaw and the frustration of it not being what you think it should be that really overwhelms and builds onto the difficulty of the day. So if we just say birthdays are flawed, this is the information I'm learning from this, but just because it's flawed doesn't mean that it's not good. All right, number five, our final piece of advice is that you need to export energy and not just consume content. This is a really big one that we don't talk about enough. Idealists need to be pouring actively into the things they're holding to such high standards. It's really easy to criticize from the sidelines, right? But we need to get out of our own heads and into action. So often we consume content that builds up that frustration We watch political commentaries that build frustration with the injustices of the world. We watch YouTube videos of people living our dream life while we sit in the life that we have. This is me calling myself out for watching van life videos all the time. And then we don't do anything to release that frustration or to make things right. So we're just consuming and we boil, right, instead of exporting that energy. It's important that we put energy into actively making the world a better place instead of just focusing on how things should be like in our minds. And this is going to offer a ton of release and pressure that gets built up internally, like releasing the steam from a pressure cooker. You can let a lot of that build up go by focusing on working toward the greater good. Now, I'm not telling type sevens to quit their jobs. (laughs) I'm really telling all of us to focus on the needs of others here to volunteer at a soup kitchen, research a cause that's important to you. I personally just signed up to create a Word document for a nonprofit in my town. It's such a small thing that I can do, but it's getting out of my head, into the world, doing something for people who need it. So I encourage you to get out of your head and into active service. All right, friends, that is the advice I have for my idealist today. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Mm